Welcome to the Sex Travel Sports Food Podcast with your host, Cousin Cornbread, on A-N-D-S Radio. That's ain't no damn station radio. We're delivering this straight to your earphones, your car speakers, and sound bars on that Wi-Fi, hotspots, Ethernet, T1 lines, shared data plans, or however you get on the internet. And we about to go ahead and get this commentary in and solve life's problems. Y'all ready? Set. Go. Yeah, yeah. It's your boy, Cousin Cornbread Man, checking in with y'all right now on Sex, Travel, Sports, Food, episode number seven, man. I appreciate everybody that's returning to listen one more again. You hear me? We're going to get straight to it, man. And uh, this week, man, I, I posed a question on, on Facebook and, and on social media, Twitter, whatever. I posted it on everywhere. Asking about um, how y'all feel about men that wear makeup. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, you know, you know these days, uh, most women out here, you know, everybody talking about they got their face beat. It's all about having a beat face, your eyeliner. You know, they be having the wing tips on the eyeliner, whatever they be talking about. I don't know, man, but I was, I was, I'm always interested to hear it because a lot of women wear it. And then a lot of women wear makeup. And you'll hear a lot of guys always say something to the effect of, oh, well, you don't need to wear makeup. You already so pretty or some shit like that. And the women will always come back pretty much and say, well, Thank you, but no thanks. I'm going to wear makeup because that's what I want to do with my life. I'm going to wear makeup because I want to wear makeup. I wasn't wearing it for you anyway, but thank you for your little opinion. Boo, boo. Right? That's how they. That's how it always <laughs> usually come off. And like my man Huey said, Huey Booker. Matter of fact, y'all listen to his podcast, To the Booker Huey. I'll be on that, matter of fact. That's a sidebar. Um, like my man Huey said, and like a lot of guys said, uh, you know, people... Women will come up and say that men or whatever should accept whatever the hell they wear, right? And basically, mind their business. Don't we don't need your opinion about the makeup we wear. We don't need you to validate it or have any opinion on it, basically. And so it's always funny to hear what what women will come back with and say, Oh, well, y'all should just accept kind of what we do blindly or if we like it y'all should love it basically but is that the same for everybody does it does that apply to men does that apply with men would would a woman accept that same story right if it's a if it's a man <laughs> right it's bad and i'll I restrict this i guess to heterosexual uh relationships right so and then i pose the question which is ladies would you date a man who wore makeup regularly. And I should have put the caveat in there. Of course, like if he's a news anchor or actor or whatever it is, that's a whole nother thing. We all know that. So we, they knew what I was talking about, but you always had them bammers on social media that want to pick at it and make it like a thing. Like, oh, well, if he's an actor, then okay. But clearly y'all know we ain't talking about those damn actors, right? I'm talking about 
your man work at the post office. <laughs> or he work at AutoZone, Jiffy Lou, or he's a lawyer, or whatever the hell he does, right? Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A manager, right? And he just happens to want to wear makeup. How do y'all feel about that? And basically, the women were like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> the feedback was basically, it's going to be a no from me, dog, across the board. Except for, you know, there were a couple of women that said they, you know, they would date dudes that wore, the eye, you know, wore makeup and all that stuff. But for the most part, hey, the women, the lady's not having it, fella. So, you know, if, it, if y'all were out there thinking about, you know, increasing your your uh your enhancing your beauty <laughs> enhancing your handsomeness okay using makeup then don't do it or if you do do it be prepared for the backlash you know what i'm saying <laughs> but i thought it was interesting because women will fry dudes about shit too like women will fry dudes about wearing toupees you know you know they got the the new toupee going around they got that number 3 on the top with the two on the side fade, you know, for the black men. You know what I'm saying? So they got a, they got the jumps with the parts in it. They got all kinds of stuff you can paste on your head now. <laughs> That's not like the old uh, obvious Steve Harvey toupee. You know what I'm saying? Because we all know Steve Harvey had that toupee for years. But them jumps have advanced just like the weaves have advanced. You understand what I'm saying? So... You know, it, it, the, the 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 playing field is 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 flattening out. It's evening out. You know what I'm saying? The ladies now got to check to see. You know, they got to check. I mean, if y'all care, you know. But it's another thing. It's, it's a it might be a it's a double standard. The ladies will come out and say, "Nah, y'all supposed to accept our weaves. Y'all supposed to just accept us how we are, how we feel comfortable, and how it makes me feel inside as a woman, and blah blah blah." But if their man saying the same shit, they be like, nah, dog. <laughs> you can't feel comfortable inside as a man. <laughs> you can't You can't feel comfortable. You're supposed to feel how I want you to feel. <laughs> You're supposed to look how I want you to look, wear what I want you to wear. You know what I'm saying? That's how the ladies approach it. It's double standard, man, for real. Y'all need to stop that shit out there because I, I was sure that I was going to get more responses from the ladies that said, they wouldn't mind it, okay? Based on the fact that they say we should accept whatever or a man, whoever they date, should just accept however the hell, <laughs> whatever they put on. So if they looking like a whole Bonner and Bailey clown coming out the car, then you supposed to just accept it. <laughs> whether or not her shit blended well or not, then you both to just accept it. Whether or not she look like she about to take off with them eagle wings or whatever it is, wingtip eyeliner or not, you both to accept it, period. But the ladies was laughing. They wasn't having it, man. And I, I just thought it was funny because, you know, I always represent for the fellas, man. I always say, look, the dudes be getting it hard out here, man. I know, you know, I know the popular opinion is that basically women are the only ones that have problems. You know what I'm saying? And that we, that we should care about anyway. But men be having problems out here. You understand me? Men be out here in the struggle too. You know, it's a lot of stuff that we get roasted on that we can't even cry about. You know what I'm saying? We can't cry. We can't tell nobody that you a pussy ass dude or soft or whatever it is. 
But, you know, it's a double standard, man. I guess these double standards, just they just exist. But when it comes to the men, we can't even say nothing back. You know what I'm saying? It just I just want to let y'all know, fellas, you know what I'm saying? I be riding for y'all, man. I be trying to help, but ain't, ain't no helping these fellas out here, man. Don't cry. Don't conceal your blemishes. <laughs> don't don't wear no no enhancing nothing. Just be out there looking raggedy or whatever. If that's how you look, you just gonna you have to look raggedy. There was a, there was one lady who commented that she don't even want her man to be stylish at all. She just want him to be just a mess. <laughs> she don't want that Bama to have his beard shaped up. She don't want him to comb his hair. She just want that Bama to come out there looking like, yeah, like I'm about to, like I just finished hunting a wild boar for the family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. And then, and then of course, the ladies want to have their so-called clapbacks. You know what I'm saying? They be like, oh, I, you know, because I got a beard. If y'all never seen me before, I got a beard, okay? And uh, that's B-E-A-R-D in case my enunciation is off. So, yeah. <laughs> so, look. So, I have a beard. And, um, you know, some of the ladies want to go ahead and try to, like, say some little smart shit on the side. Like, oh, yeah, I heard beards was makeup for men. I heard uh, fitted caps was makeup for men. And, you know, I, I heard that too. You know what I'm saying? I'm, and that might be valid. I don't know. But I'm see, I'm not a new beard dude, so I don't get offended by any. I've always had a beard, like since I was like 14. <laughs> you understand me? Whatever hormones they was putting in them school lunches, had got had me with a beard at 14, dog. <laughs> Actually, me me and my boy uh, Nick Widenfell, I went to, with, with the uh, middle school and high school with. Nick Nick had a full like a full dead ass beard. Boy was looking like Teen Wolf in uh, like the eighth grade. <laughs> That's what they always reminded me of because Nick's Nick's beard came in way before mine. And, and when I say Teen Wolf, I'm equating him to that because Nick is, is a is a white guy. You know what I'm saying? And it always reminded me of when Teen because we used to play basketball together. He was on the basketball team I was too, and Nick could actually jump. Higher than a lot of people. Like both of us were two of the more athletic guys in in, in those in those grades or whatever, right? So if y'all saw the original Teen Wolf, right, when uh when Michael J. Fox would jump up and get the rebound and, and, and go down in the ball and everybody trying to get the ball from him, and then he turned into the wolf <laughs> while he's in the crowd to come out. With the with the with the facial hair and the, uh, and all the long hair and all this on his arm, that was my man Nick Wildfell. <laughs> Nick used to Nick used to to dead ass like all like a long ass beard in like the eighth grade, for real. Anybody listening to this that went to school with us, we know that's guaranteed. Y'all can look Nick Nick up too. If y'all look Nick Wildfell up right now, Instagram or something like that, how he looks now is how he looked in the eighth grade. <laughs> And we 30, what, we 38 years old right now? Yeah, me too, though. I can't lie. I was this big, looked the same in the eighth grade. That's why I used to get all the rebounds. <laughs> I was just bigger than everybody else, shit. But, yeah, man, uh, crazy that, that that the women wasn't having it, man. The women wasn't having it for the makeup. So, fellas, you know, if you want to, you know, beautify yourself or look better out here, I guess all you have left now is – a beard. 
Okay, so you're going to have to get a bid or a nice fitted Yankee cap or whatever cap you want to wear for wherever you live. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, keep it moving from there. You know, that's going to be it. Speaking of where you live, man, you know, wherever you're going, whatever cap you're going to represent, whatever the hell you represent, speaking of where you live, I've been thinking about where I live, man. I live in, you know, we I'm living in D.C., the DMV area. Um, and the, the crazy shit is that housing prices are outrageous at this point. You know what I'm saying? I, housing prices are just completely and utterly out of control right now. And I'm a realtor. You understand what I'm saying? So I've seen them over the past five years just exponentially increase, okay, in, in D.C. especially specifically. And the surrounding suburbs that's close to the line, you know, over in Arlington County, Virginia, PG County, Maryland, Montgomery County, Maryland. Everywhere, man, it's just crazy. Like, you can't, you can't live nowhere for less than, like, Three four thousand dollars a month. Like average rent for a two bedroom in this area is about three thousand dollars a month. You know, I mean, and that's clearly that's like the prime location, but still, that's crazy, man. Three thousand three thousand a month for an apartment. Mm, 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 mm. You know what I'm saying? Even even condos. I was looking up some two bedroom condos the other day down on the DC Wharf, which is the new hot spot over here in D.C. And uh, it's all sold out. And, you know, I was I asked the the sales agent at this new condo building, you know, if she had any units left. And she told me that they were sold out in the current building, but that the other building they were planning to uh, release units for in 2019 had three units left. And so she took me through all the pricing for the units. And long story short, for an 800 square foot two bedroom, not facing the water. This is facing the street on the side of the building. Two bedroom, 800 square feet was gonna run you $890,000 plus a condo fee. <laughs> a condo fee of 88 cents per square foot. So you coming up off another like $700 a month on top of your. Almost $900,000 purchase price, your mortgage payment per month to live down there on near the water. You ain't even looking at the water. And she said they ain't even have any one or two bedrooms that faced the water. Everything on the face the water was three bedrooms plus, And those were all $2 million plus. And she had two of those left. <laughs> two left, though. That's the crazy part. People in D.C., I don't know what they do for a living for the most part. One of my friends asked me that. I was like, man, I don't know. You know, I know in, in, in the cases I've seen where people are, are in those higher price ranges, they usually have gifts of money, right? They usually have gifted money from parents or whatever and f friends and all that kind of stuff. They get gifts of, of a couple hundred thousand dollars or million dollars in some cases, right? So... You know, it could be all kinds of stuff. You know, I don't know what kind of scams they're running, what kind of government kickbacks. <laughs> you know, everybody around here work for the government. So it must be some kind of government kickback, some kind of shady lawyer stuff going on. We got a bunch of lawyers and attorneys in D.C. Well, I say lawyers and attorneys, same damn thing, my bad. But it's a lot of stuff going on. I'm like, man, these people just still, they just got that money. I don't know. 
I mean, it ain't that much car payment savings in the world. People be like, oh, and people don't have cars. <laughs> Shawty, ain't nobody spending millions of dollars on car payments, dog. Like, what the hell? Or even thousands of dollars a month. We're not talking about, even if you got rid of your car, you saving made what, like three, $400 a month? I don't know. That's not going to get you no million-dollar condo. <laughs> They really be sizing that joint too. Like, oh yeah, they don't have you don't have you don't need a car if you live in DC. Man, please. <laughs> that that's that's not making up for. We need to get to the bottom of this. How, where do these people work? Cause we need to apply over wherever the hell they work at for real. But the whole point is that, you know, I've been talking to people about moving abroad. You know, I said, look, man, you know, I travel a lot and people I know travel, you know, every getting out travel on. And Every time one of my friends told me every time I go somewhere, I be swearing I'm moved there. And it's kind of true. Not everywhere, but a few places I visited, I'm like, man, I could live here. Like, why don't I live here? Why? Like, there's really no reason for me not to live here. You know what I'm saying? Live on the beach. That's my thing. I want to live on the beach. Some people want to live in the mountains. Some people want to live in all these other places. London and all this. Not me. I need to live on the beach. But anyway. You know, I'm, so I've been looking around at moving abroad, man, because it's a thing that people do all the time, you know, and there's no reason why so you shouldn't explore it if that's what you think might be a change that you need in your life. You understand me? So I've been looking at that, man. I got a couple of friends that actually live abroad that used to live in the States, and um, they love it. And apparently one of the homies put me on and said there's actually tax benefits and things like this and cost avoidance that come along with living in certain places. So I need, I'm going to need to explore that, man. So y'all explore it too. You know, let me know what you find about any kind of tax benefits for expats and call, you know, whatever kind of little scam we can run to get this money back and get out, out of this shithole. <laughs> Let's do it for real. And then, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite rappers of all time, Andre 3000, said the line, hey, I wish I would have studied abroad, but I studied abroad. And she studied me back, and my course was hard. <laughs> See, Andre 3000 says, like, real live shit. Like, that's a real live line with substance and wordplay and all that, right? Instead of these mumble rappers, you know what I'm talking about. But anyway, that line right there is real life. Because I felt like that when I was when I graduated from college. I felt exactly like that. I was like, Andre 3000 is speaking to my life right now. And that's the way you're supposed to connect with rappers. But anyway, look, speaking of that, there's a lady that I follow on Facebook. Never met her before, but she's very entertaining. Got a lot of, uh, a lot of good information. And I think she does, like, DIY stuff and crafts and journalist she does all kinds of shit called she called av perkins and i think her thing is called av does what and uh, that's the name of it av does what I'm, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it but anyway she disrespects my man andre 3000 okay because she has a a line like of uh, game cards called the university of dope and part of their line you know they, it's, it's similar to like a black card revolt type of game where you know uh, it's it's kind of like that setup where it's the majority wins and all that type of stuff. But they also have this T-shirt that says Andre 3000 is overrated. Now, that's very disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? I try to defend him on her page against all these New York people for, for like a long time at this point. 
Um, because the New York people, right? You know, all y'all New York people, they swear that only New York rappers matter. You know, you they, they got all these, everything about New York rap apparently is good. Like they ain't never put out a whack rap artist in the world. And that's just not the case. But New York people have convinced themselves, kind of like uh, like Trump supporters, that they that no matter what New York does, it's good. It's like the Trump supporters think that no matter what Trump does, it's okay because it's Trump, right? It's Trump and it's different. He's not black. All the stuff that come wrong with the whole make America great foolishness is the same way with New York. People from New York swear that New York is like this whole big, like, special unicorn place on earth. And it's just not. You know what I'm saying? New York is one of the most, besides Las Vegas and Miami, New York is mad overrated, B. Dead ass, B. Dead ass. Because <laughs> the Joan is like, it's a cool city to visit. It's definitely a cool city to visit. I, you know, I got a bunch of friends there. I went to school in Boston, so everybody is from New York that went to school with me, either New York or Boston, whatever. But I don't know. It's just every time I go there, I be like, I guess. I mean, it's cool, like little Times Square and all that. I mean, it's all right, whatever. But uh, it's too crowded. It's way too crowded. It's dirty, uh, and they need to pull that shit together. Dead ass dog. Dead ass be. But you know, I, I couldn't live there full time, man. Maybe part time if I want to do some kind of entertainment. Like if you're in the entertainment or the financial sector, I guess it's probably like a good spot for you to be in. But other than that, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I, but I did I did hear that we have similar situations with New York and DC as far as gentrification goes. <laughs> Spe- speaking of moving around and. Uh, cost of living in certain in certain areas, right? Because uh, in D.C., you know, I'm sorry, in New York, apparently had the same situation in Harlem that we have going on here in D.C. or have been have been going. I'm not going to say going on no more because it's over. Then D.C. is already is a wrap. Ain't no Chocolate City no more ever. That joke, it actually ain't been Chocolate City in probably about three four years. <laughs> but they got the same situation going on in Harlem apparently. Where the gentrifiers are going in, and um, and, and just taking over the whole city, and one thing that I noticed is that the people from New York all moved to D.C. Okay, and they done converted D.C. into New York. That's why it's so crowded here now. That's why all these apartments and condos are so overly priced, just like New York. And they even started naming our shit down here like New York. So we got this this area. And you know how they got in New York? They have Soho, right? Now, in D.C. now, there's an area called NOMA, N-O-M-A, that little acronym foolishness, right? And it stands for North of Massachusetts Avenue. And it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. I'm from D.C., and I'm a realtor. And I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, what the fuck is NOMA? What is that? Where, like, where is it? And so people described it to me. And I was like, oh, it's the trap. Oh, okay. I get it. They trying to, you know, what you call it? They're reimagining <laughs> the name of the trap. Okay. Over by Gallaudet University, a, a area called Sursum Quarters in D.C. 
Trinidad is a, is another name that's over in the Nomar area. And all of those places are basically places I would never have lived when I was growing up. Or well, you were scared to go over to these places when I was growing up. But they converted it successfully. It has been completely and utterly gentrified. And now it's popping. Now they got condos and uh, co-op tomato gardens and all kinds of stuff right on top of the trap. Right, right, or right next to people that still live there, you know, who can't afford to, barely can afford to live there anymore. But that's a whole nother situation. We, ain't, I'm not even gonna go down that thing. But the crazy part is that they are just, they just basically trying to convert DC into to New York, and it drives me insane. Cause now we got line, it's lines everywhere. Everything's a line. You waiting for the food truck? It's a line. Waiting for the metro? It's a line. Traffic has probably like tripled. Everything is a line. Can't go to Safeway. It's a line. Costco line. Everything line. Uh, get some gas. Line. 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 Sheesh. They need to stop it. For real. But the the crazy thing is that along with the gentrification, right? I always say this. Now there's there's good things and bad things that come along with it, right? Part of the good thing that you get from gentrification is that you get better services in your whatever area it is. The food deserts that used to be in the trap are gone now. Right now, you actually got like nice grocery stores. Got you a little Mom Organic. Got you a little Harris Teeter or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So it brings some positive things to the spots. And all gentrifiers are not non-black. You understand what I'm saying? So everybody don't, people don't be factoring that into it, okay? It's not only non-blacks that come and gentrify the area. It be black gentrifiers too, dead ass, you know? It's all about money. It's all about the, it's all about the dollars at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? But, and there's some people that come non-black with dollars. I'm sorry, that's black with dollars too. Another good thing that come out of gentrification is that you can drink and eat for cheaper <laughs> at some of these bars and restaurants and stuff now because at okay so everybody knows that on black nights at clubs how much a henny and coke cost because of course uh technically all black people drink hennessy right like i think that's kind of like assumed that all black people drink hennessy right or cognac or some kind of dark liquor i think black people are pegged as only drinking dark liquor or mostly drinking dark liquor, right? Mainly cognac, okay? So, but like at the non-black establishment, if y'all ain't know this, okay? Henny and Coke don't really cost like $12, $15. Like they be charging at the black places or on the black nights at the other places, right? Because everybody knows it's a disparity. So, if you go now, if you go to these pubs, once they start calling that shit a pub, oh, yeah, the prices go down, dog. That's how it go. Pub, oh, pubs, oh, they, they cheap. Everything cheap in the pub, okay? Or the or what they call the gastro pub, the pub, any kind of brewery, any kind of thing like that. Those are all terms for the, the liquor's cheaper, okay, than it was going to be at uh, Nipsey's. <laughs> or, or or Tyrone's or whatever it is. I know that was the, probably the most, what you call it, uh, stereotypical names I could have came up with, but whatever. So <laughs> it's true. So, but you know, at the at the other bars, the non-black bars or the non-black nights, 
all stuff is cheaper. You can get a Henny and Coke for like $8, maybe $10, depending on if they're trying to be fancy or not. But no higher than like 10 bucks most of the time. Right? Even Corona. Corona's at the black place called like, what, 5 $7 or whatever. White spot, they be up in that job for 2 $3. You get a whole bucket for like $7. <laughs> you get a bucket of Coronas for $10. The black spot, they man, you got you get two. You get two coronas for ten dollars. <laughs> so I don't know, man. That's the that's the only silver lining, man. You know, you can eat and drink for cheaper. For real. Ain't no food deserts. And the police might show up when you call them this time, right? Because hey, you know, you up, make sure you have a, a a white buddy if you live in a gentrified area. You know what I'm saying? That you can tell them to call the police for you. <laughs> the, the, the police will pull up Whoop. pull up they gonna be there dog for real <laughs> hey look and speaking of beer and, and drinking and all that stuff in, in the gentrified areas versus the trap did y'all know it was national beer day on april the 7th like that was i ain't know that i want to make a calendar i'm gonna do this too don't nobody steal my idea though for real I'm, I'm saying it right here, so I'm going to copyright it today as of the posting of this podcast. I'm going to make a, a calendar that has all these random-ass days on it. You know, like National Beer Day, National Dog Day, National Strapless Broad Day, whatever dumb shit they be coming up with, and it's like a day, and people dead-ass be celebrating it. You know what I'm saying? I know down here we got a – there's a – a thing where they don't wear pants on the metro day and all that type. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make that calendar so everybody can keep up with these days that don't nobody know what's going on or that don't nobody know exists. So we are gonna get that done, man. <laughs> For real, because some of the days be funny or they're fun to participate in. We need some fun in our life, man. Because everybody's stressed out these days, man. Everybody's stressed out. It's because it's too hard to live places, man. It's too much. Everything too expensive. Trump still got his access to Twitter. I don't know why they ain't. I still don't know how he ain't getting blocked yet. I post a black power uh, image, a tag, a pic, and that don't get taken down by Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Trump be on there threatening whole nations, and his don't ain't get restricted yet. He threatened, he, 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 he was going to knock uh, Joe Biden out. <laughs> He was going to bomb North Korea. He doing all this on Twitter. And they, they don't restrict his job. They don't shut it down. Enough. He just doing whatever he wants. He living his best, best privileged life. <laughs> you understand me? Crazy. But yeah, man, uh, like I said, man, y'all look at that dissipation another way going forward. And take advantage of that stuff. Go down, go down there and, go down there and drink now. Get them cheaper prices. And then tell your other spots that you usually go to, look, dog, I want to bring my service back over here, but, hey, the gentrifier is beating y'all out on these prices, dog. You got to, hey, this lowest price out here, dog. We got to gotta compete. Got to compete. And, and beer, for and it was National Beer Day, and I don't really drink beer, but because it's an acquired taste, right? That's what the, everybody always say. It's an acquired taste. And I ain't drink beer up until probably 2014. Because in real life, beer is nasty, right? Like, whenever somebody says it's an acquired taste, that just means it's nasty. But you'll go ahead and push through it for whatever the end result is. Okay? So, people always say that about wine and beer, basically. Because they're both, initially, they're both pretty nasty. Okay? They're tart. 
Some beer tastes like straight up dirt, and that's the hops or whatever the hell it is, right? Barley, wheat, whatever. Some of this stuff just tastes like completely terrible, but you get used to it because you're going for the end result. You know that if you push through, you will achieve your goal, which is to be drunk. <laughs> so that's how you acquire that taste. You know you're going to be drunk or tipsy or whatever it is that the, the alcohol does to you. The reason you can acquire that taste is because you want to acquire whatever the hell going to be the result of you drinking this damn beer and shit. For real. So that's what they mean. That, that's Cornbread's definition. Cousin Cornbread's definition of acquired taste. Y'all put that on Wikipedia or something, man. I don't know. What's the other joke? Urban Dictionary? <laughs> oh, and I had to look up Gang, Gang, Gang on Urban Dictionary today, too, because I was like, man, what the fuck? All these little youngins. These little, this new generation of people. Oh, man, they just, they stress me out, man. They they just say some of the dumbest things, man. Gang, gang, gang. I mean, I don't even, I don't even know what the hell. So I looked it up, and it supposedly it's kind of like, it's supposed to kind of be like them telling you they like they done squatted up, like they're like together, and they're having a good time, basically. Like, so, yeah, we this is my gang, gang. But I don't know why they repeat stuff. I don't know when that whole repeating the same word became a trend. I remember years ago in, in rap and hip hop, that became the, the new chorus. So instead of you writing the actual chorus or hook or whatever you want to call it, right? Motherfuckers just repeat the same word a thousand times. Like Rihanna, right? Like Rihanna does that or did that. And then all the rappers start doing it. I mean, it's just it's irritating, man. Whatever. I'm going to start saying it, though, because I be adopting the new stuff now. Because I done gave up on being the old man that fight. That fight or, you know, I ain't telling nobody else to get off my lawn and all that. I'm not going to take that approach to life. I'm going to just be in it. I'm going to be the old dude in the club using all the new terms or wrong inappropriately. I don't really know what they mean. I'm going to just start saying them. Gang, gang, gang. That's what I'm going to be doing. The next time you see me in the street. Pull up on me, man, and, and holler at me with the gang, gang, gang. And make sure you do the Wakanda forever sign with me, too. Because if you don't greet me with the Wakanda X across the chest, we can't be friends. That's just how it goes, okay? So just remember that. You see Cousin Cornbread, throw up the X and hit me with the gang, gang, gang. And then we can be, we could possibly be friends, man. For real. <laughs> that, that's the only way. That's the only way to become my friend from now on, Okay. And to share my podcast post. You do that too. And then you could be in my gang, gang, gang. Supposedly, I guess. I don't know. We're going to figure it out though, man. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, and then, fuck, hey, look. In sports, man, it ain't really nothing going on. You know, I was thinking about what I was going to talk about for sports this on this episode. And, you know, ever since the Final Four is over now, it ain't really nothing popping off right now. It's kind of one of those dead points in, in, in sports. For the year, uh, the NBA is wrapping up their regular seasons, and you know they they doing the same old thing. Ain't nothing about they just about to fight for a seeding for the playoffs. You know LeBron is playing. You know everybody's still riding LeBron's uh, headline, his receding headline. Everybody on it. On his, do he still wear the, uh, his headband? I didn't really check for that, but um, everybody's still on LeBron talking about he gonna be the MVP uh, or he should be over James Harden. But, you know, he's just still doing the same old thing. LeBron is a straight beast. Nobody can deny that. Um, 
And he's also still the best lead actress in the league because he he cries and acts on every single foul. For real. I don't know how he does that. Like he, Whenever he does finish playing basketball, he should get an a instant job in Hollywood. SAG should give him – he should already be in SAG. He should already have a membership. Write his membership number up right now. And, and SAG is the Screen Actors Guild. They need to give him a membership to that job for real. Because <laughs> he's the most activist of dudes I've ever seen in my life. But the whole NBA like that, they, they some of the biggest, most athletic people in the whole wide world. But every time they get fouled in the NBA, you would think a sniper shot them in the stomach or in the face or something. Because they crump, they fall out and flail around and, and like just crumble to the ground. <laughs> Some of the biggest dudes you ever seen in your life. Biggest, strongest, athletic, jump out the room, lift the truck dudes. They get tapped and they fall out. Joe don't make no kind of sense, man. <laughs> but yeah, ain't nothing really else going on in sports, man. The Masters done popped off, and that's so boring. I can't watch. The, I can't watch golf on TV. I can't even watch golf in person for real, unless it's like mini golf. Like we had the putt putt joint, and I'm on a date looking at. Looking at the girl's booty or something. <laughs> or the windmill. Or the little frog in the wall that putt-putt. But other than that, you can, who can, I can't watch golf. I need to learn how to play, though, for real, because I'm getting old. And golf is a place to network for business purposes. So I need to start learning how to do that, get my network up. But, yeah, man, uh, the Masters is back up. or well, the Masters has popped off now, man. The big story was Tiger Woods at first because apparently he had a couple good rounds leading up to the Masters, a couple good showings. But the boy can't, he can't recreate that magic that he had and then he was dominating. And uh, I think all the back injuries and his denial of his blackness <laughs> really set him back, dog. For real. You can't be out. Yeah, look, he has to have one of the biggest falls from grace ever, right? Like, he was supposed to be like the new face of golf. Like he was supposed to transform the junk for the younger generation, for non-whites, all kinds of stuff. And he was that dude for a few years, and then he got messed up. You know what I'm saying? Now the faces, the face of golf is right back to Caucasia, shot. <laughs> Caucasia has reclaimed golf, and I I know they they lit about it. But he's been in the news lately because he came back and had a couple good joints. But if he would have just accepted his blackness, man, he could have got them. Uh, he could have had Wakanda <laughs> send him some vibranium clubs, and he would have still been in a better place, man. For real, we gonna see. We gonna see what 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 what, what Tiger Woods does with his life, man. And uh, actually, speaking of Caucasia and falls from grace, y'all man's Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel. If y'all remember him, the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, and former Cleveland Browns quarterback who came into the league with a whole bunch of hype. Uh, he, he apparently trying to re-enter the league now, re-enter re the NFL, and um, he threw a touchdown pass. And it's like a big – it's in this thing called the Spring League that nobody had ever heard of before. So there's a Spring League for football. Uh, it's, it, to me, it looked like it's kind of like a semi-pro type league. But there's a thing called the Spring League, uh, and and he threw a touchdown. And it's like big news, and they did a thirty. They did a uh, ESPN special for on him, 
a few weeks ago about him getting back in the NFL. And it was very like it was very empathy inducing if you saw that joint. I was like, man, Johnny Manziel getting some good coverage for being the asshole. Because <laughs> you know, if y'all know anything about Johnny Manziel, he was like the like a straight up rowdy, out of control dude. You know what I'm saying? But he was like the antithesis of the black mobile quarterbacks, right? Because every time the white mobile quarterbacks come out, oh, he uses his feet to make plays. He uses his feet to improvise and get in a better position and all this shit. But then at that time when he came out, I think RG3 and Cap had, was out the year before Manziel came out. So it was like around the same time. So he was like the – they was like, okay, he going to be like a better version. He'll be mobile like them. Kind of like they used to prom- how they used to promote Steve Young versus like somebody like Randall Cunningham and stuff like that, right? So, it, you know, he 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 had all this hype, and but he was wild and crazy. Manziel was crazy, but now he getting a lot of good coverage, trying to get back in the league, and they, they doing some good little specials on him, talking about, oh, you know, he was just a wild kid. And they always say that. He was a kid. He was a wild kid. He didn't really know what was going on. He had to get used to it. Blah blah blah. Right? Whatever, man. I'm not. I'm not even gonna get all into that. So he's getting back. I thought that was interesting. I just thought it was interesting how much of a positive spin they were putting on the history that he had and him getting back. And they've been covering it. He's been throwing at some pro days and all this kind of stuff. So we'll see what happens with that, man. And uh, speaking of. Of good guys in the NFL and quarterback, mobile quarterbacks. Y'all man's Tim Tebow is uh who who was an, an he was like anti he was the antithesis of Manziel for the white quarterbacks because <laughs> he was the praying virgin quarterback that came into the league. They had all his business out in the street, but you know he was a virgin. I think when he came into the league or before he got married, and he would pray after every touchdown and all that stuff, and they had the whole Tim Tebow in. Or they had the T-bowing thing where you take a knee after you do everything. But, you know, he was in the news recently because apparently he hit a three-run home run and because he's playing baseball now. <laughs> and the name of his baseball team is the Birmingham Rumble Ponies, which is one of the greatest names I ever heard in my life. Birmingham Rumble Ponies. <laughs> and they're affiliate, uh, the minor league affiliate of the New York Mets, apparently. And so shout out to him, man. That was just something I saw. I liked Tim Tebow, actually. Even though he wasn't the greatest quarterback, he was truly one of those dudes, like I said, that they should have told to convert to a different position, like they telling all the black people, like they told my man that I talked about. What was my man's name? Um, I can't even think of right now. But Tebow should have definitely just been a running back, for real, because that's what he used to do. He used to get it in and get touchdowns. He, he had it. When you come to playing sports, Tebow was one of them backyard dudes for real. He always was scoring touchdowns. You ain't know how he did it, how he broke all those tackles. We don't know what the hell Tim Tebow was doing. But it looked like the Lord blessed him <laughs> through all them prayers, and he always got it done. He just was always making plays, man. But his throwing motion, Lord have mercy. As a quarterback, he was definitely a terrible quarterback. His throwing motion was worse than Charles Barkley's golf swing. And if you know anything about Charles Barkley's golf swing, that joint is god-awful. Like 100% never should happen in the world. (laughs) 
But the Lord works in mysterious ways, and Tim Tebow is playing baseball now and still winning, man. So shout out to him, man. And that's going to wrap this episode up, y'all. I appreciate y'all for listening, man. I really, really do. And if y'all have anything to add, man, follow. get, get with me on Instagram. Get with me on Facebook. As I always say, I'm Cousin Cornbread on everything. So find me. Interact with me. Let me know how you feel. Let me know if you got an opinion. Let me know if you got something you want me to cover, actually. And also, if you got some kind of feedback and you want your voice heard, man, you can call in to our voice mailbox, man. 352-577-2676. Again, that's 352-577-CORN. That's what those numbers spell out. C-O-R-N on your phone. Corn. All right, that's that. That's you call it. that's that vanity number, shawty. Which how y'all how y'all feel? How y'all know about that? <laughs> so yeah, man. If you got anything you want to contribute, add, talk shit about, whatever it is, hit me up. Leave a voicemail. I might replay. If y'all ever listen to Sway in the Morning or some other shows where they replay voicemails and, and discuss it, depending on what the you know what the topic is, they'll run them back because we like I like to engage with the audience and everything as well too, man. So and that could be with whatever show you listening to. This episode seven right here. You can go go back and listen to all the other ones. If this is your first episode, go back and listen to all of them. You got something to say about any of them, I'll bring it back, touch on it, or just replay it just for fun, just because y'all talking shit, man. I like to hear that stuff. And when you do that, make sure you leave whatever. If you want, if you want a shout out, make sure you leave your screen name or your username or whatever it is so I can find you on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, man, so I can shout you out. All right? So I appreciate it once again, man. As I always say, three things to live by stay ready so you don't have to get ready if you don't set a goal you'll always work for somebody that does and lastly don't drink and drive you might spill some now y'all get y'all asses in the work man or go pick up your baby or go pick up your baby mama baby father from work i got y'all in and out in under our log out